Welcome to Mums in the Making. Storm's grappling with the realities of being a new mum. And Rachel is currently pregnant. And neither of us has a clue what we're doing. And it would appear that neither do any of you. On this week's podcast, Rachel has concerns over the shape of her uterus. Her uterus was like perfectly round, like a small volleyball. And as you identified in episode one, mine is like this big aubergine eggplant thing. We discuss weird pregnancy dreams. I've left a boo in the drawer again. God damn it. I had to come home and like shuffle through the drawers looking for the baby and the baby got smaller and smaller every time I did it. Throwing up in public. I was sitting my advocacy and as I was presenting to the judge, I had to stop halfway through, throw up into the waste paper bin and then just casually continue on. And Rachel discovers a new fruit. Turns out... I don't know what things look like. <laughs> Hello. Hi. So we are on week 11. Yeah. Time That's... is flying. Yeah. it's. Uh, it feels like it's flying now that I feel physically better. But back in the early days, it was really going very slowly. And now we are racing towards the big scan. Uh, on the 23rd so, of this month yes so what week would that be so I'll be getting it on the 13th but normally you would get it on the 12th this week I had like slight melt because <laughs> of many melts but Sandy's friend announced that his wife is having twins. Very exciting. Great news. Oh, congratulations to them. Yes. And they had had their eight-week scan, and he showed me the picture. And I was like, those babies don't look like our baby. He's like, what do you mean? There's just, like, blobs on a screen. I was like, no, no. Why is ours, like, lying at the bottom of the tank? (laughs) Why did theirs... Why did theirs have little like wing bits on the side that look more like arms? Our, ours, is, ours is just sleeping at the bottom. And also her uterus was like perfectly round, like a small volleyball. And as you identified in episode one, mine is like this big aubergine eggplant okay. thing. So can I answer a few of these issues and non-worries that you have? First of all, but, but the wait. shape... I okay. also got several other people to send me their eight-week scans, so I now have a collection <laughs> of uterus pics from a variety <laughs> of women that I have uh, amassed in order to compare my aubergine uterus and my sleeping uh, bottom of the tank baby. So yes, please alleviate my fears, but now I have like I could make a small photo book for a coffee table. As long as they weren't unsolicited uterus pics, we're fine. Um, They don't often get sent for obvious reasons. But, well, let me ask you first, when you looked at all the other uterus pictures, did you feel a bit better about your own perfectly shaped uterus? I felt that much as when you look at lots of real life boobs, you you know, when you're growing up and everyone's like, everyone's boobs and vaginas are different, but the ones you see on TV are always perfect boobs and perfect vaginas. So you're convinced that... Have you that, seen every- that on TV? <laughs> no, what but- are you watching? <laughs> no, but like, if you're watching a film or, you know... Other things. We we were young 
ish in the noughties, which was a big, you know, zoo and uh, what was the other one? Nuts magazine era. Mm-hmm. It was big page three time. They kind okay. of threw any feminism out the window in the noughties. Saving so, yourself here. So there were boobs everywhere and they were all perfect boobs. And then you, as you get older, you realize you start going to the gym and seeing other people's boobs. There's people breastfeeding in public. You're like, oh, they don't all look like page three models. And I, I feel like... <laughs> Thank goodness. Yeah, and I feel now like this is like the older version of that. I've graduated now to recognizing that my uterus is also different. <laughs> and there are all different types of uteruses and that is fine. So basically, if you're hoping for a page three uterus, <laughs> you're unlikely to get one. If you haven't been genetically blessed with a perfectly spherical uterus, don't worry about it. And here's Carla to explain why. Please don't worry about the shape and size of your uterus compared to somebody else's on a scan picture. It's really, really hard to tell what shape a uterus is from that picture. Our womb or uterus, as we call it, is usually like an upside down pear. There are some rare cases where women do have different shapes and sizes and abnormalities with their womb but that would have been discussed on the scan and certainly you would have been referred to a consultant or had it discussed at the time. So it just so happened when they got a good picture of your baby it was in an angle that did make your uterus look very much like an aubergine and the baby was sitting at a perfect bit and in a perfect position to look like the little green bit of said aubergine. So it just, it's it's amazing, which is why it's now baby massage. (laughs) And it has its own emoji, for better or worse, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) This is how you were created. Um, But yeah, did it make you feel a bit better to see all the other pictures? I would have liked, much like with boobs and vaginas, as you learn that they're all different, you want to see one that's almost identical to yours. <laughs> so then, Before you feel like you're okay. There has to be someone else out there struggling with an aubergine uterus. <laughs> yeah, before, before you're completely relaxed, I need at least one or two aubergine uteruses. But my friend made a good point after she sent me a picture of her quite spherical uterus <laughs> um, that perhaps it's a... a tilted uterus and that rings true because I've been told before because smear tests have always been quite challenging for me and I always thought I was just a massive wuss and part of that is likely true but they also told me that my cervix is essentially on backwards which is from googling we have picked one in five people again feel free to fact check this but and it means that either you're it tilts forward or tilts tilts back towards your spine. So I am going to diagnose myself with that on the back of that advice. And I think that's why it maybe looks like an aubergine and also why I am so disproportionately massive <laughs> compared to most other people who are 11 or 12 weeks. Because I sent you a video of me earlier and I'm packing. You are packing. You are definitely, you have changed shape. Let's put it that way, in many different ways. Uh, but we'll get to that in a minute because we should start where we always start. We have digressed, but that's fine. Uh, with what is happening to your baby now. So do you know what size it is? I want to know what you're growing at the moment. Like how productive has your week been? My baby is a fig, which oh. turns out I don't know what figs look like. <laughs> <laughs> 
because when I saw the picture, I was like, oh, a tiny onion. <laughs> and they're like, no, no a no, fig. No. But I, I mean, I'm unsure if you can see the fig, but it definitely looks more like a shallot. Oh, no, actually, it looks like a red onion, the picture yeah. that they put there. Yeah, it, I mean, oh, no, they don't look like red onions in real life. They're a lot <laughs> less shiny. Um, they're like an unpolished onion, and when you cut them in the middle, there's no layers. It's like uh, like seedy stuff, so oh, okay. very, very different, and tastes very different as well. Although you yeah. could put both on a salad, so there are the similarities. <laughs> That's the crossover. Um And uh, he or she is getting a voice box this week. <gasps> Um, but so they will know how to cry terrifying inside my egg-bound uterus but I won't be able to hear it no thank goodness oh also eyelids to go along with that and they're currently closed shut does this make you feel excited yes I am excited now because I am and we'll come to it later but so big so obviously pregnant now because as we've discussed before, you spend so long hiding the fact that you're pregnant and trying to work out at work who to tell and who in your family to tell and all this stuff. And it's this weird secret before 12 weeks. But now I have no choice because I look like a pregnant woman all of a sudden in the last few days. My, my, my clothes don't fit. I have to wear like different pregnant lady clothes. So everyone's going to be like, okay, she's either really into her beer or she's having a baby yeah so, so let's talk yeah. about this you sent me a video early on in the week and it was like cabal the baby had arrived <laughs> it's making its appearance it's not messing about anymore and it's weird i think mm-hmm. at this point in pregnancy because i mean i think i was probably a slight a week later than you and i started wearing maternity gear which isn't that much of a difference in the grand scheme of things and everybody pops at different points but it is weird when you think the baby's only the size of a fig and yet my belly is the size of a bowling ball and it feels like a bowling ball it's just all the other gumph that goes along with having a baby like the baby is the very small part of it at the moment you've got it you know it's forming the umbilical cord it's like all the amniotic fluids just everything else going on down there. Yeah, a hundred percent. I mean, obviously, you've seen my uterus. There's a lot of space in there. So. <laughs> my my other organs are like, mate, damn it, what's going on? And also from up top, I'm just being crushed by my enormous bosom. So there's a lot going on in my body just now, particularly because it's only five feet long in itself. So I'm bracing myself for what's to come and. I, all of my friends almost, I mean, it's reassuring for you to say you're wearing different clothes in week 12, but most of my other friends, <laughs> like you couldn't tell they were pregnant until the baby was literally due out. I mean, my friends. Oh yeah, I, I had one of them. They're annoying friends. Yeah. I actually, at one point across my mind, whether she made it up because she looked usually nothing like she was pregnant. And then immediately it was like, boof, beach ball, like from nothing. No bum. And my friend Alex was uh, the same. She sent me pictures of her at 13 weeks. She looks like she's got a six pack. So now I'm just accepting what is happening to my body. And I, I feel much more comfortable with it because it's more obvious. Because when it was just in a kind of semi-fatter stage. Like I've had a carby meal. Yeah. And I, you know, just starting to fill out. It felt more like 
you know, my body's changing and I'm out of control of it. I did struggle with it a lot in the beginning. And now I'm like, I'm clearly a pregnant woman. Well, so. I will make you feel even better because we're talking about pals that, that don't look very pregnant up until the point that they, they give birth. And I had a friend genuinely wear some of my tightest clothes as maternity wear for work at nine months pregnant. That did not do much for my self-esteem, it has to be said. But just goes to show you that we're all built in different ways, we're all different shapes and sizes. But no, I was definitely in maternity gear by 12 weeks, I think. Um, and yeah, I felt great about it at that point as well, because you're entering the the second trimester, which is like the honeymoon period next week. That's just plain sailing then for a couple of months. That feels really nice. And I mean, you were on telly as well, so extra I don't know what did you feel extra pressure about the fact that you were starting to show yeah I I wanted to leave it as long as possible before I made an announcement because you just I I was really nervous anything was going to happen to the baby and I didn't want to have to explain it afterwards or talk about it afterwards if I didn't feel ready so the later I could Mm. leave it the better but it did get to the point where people online were guessing which was annoying um, so eventually I had to just it felt like I was coming clean with a dirty secret <laughs> it's like yeah okay oh. fine you're right I'm pregnant uh, oh that's so I know but anyway it was absolutely fine it's great news as well so it's it, you know it's a nice thing we should get excited about it uh, but it's good yeah. that you're feeling better now and you went to the rugby yeah so we it was Beatus's first Six Nations <laughs> so it was exciting Scotland versus Ireland Obviously, we, we got humped, mm-hmm. uh, but baby's going to be Irish, so technically, they're team one. Oh, I forgot about that. That was big changes last week. There were so many that that one fell out my mind. Yeah, so technically, we both won. Um, <laughs> and, it, like, baby will presume, I assume, have thought that I was being murdered because I was screaming so much, and I know that it has years now. <laughs> so <laughs> I feel like the adrenaline would just be like... <laughs> Be like a constant party of anxiety for 80 minutes. Baby Masaka's in there going, I don't want to go out. It sounds terrible. Tell you something, he's not at the bottom of the tank now. <laughs> he's getting, he's ping pong balling around that thing um, in all of the space that he's got. So yeah, that was a, that was very high energy and adrenaline. So that was good. And do you know what? It's been a really great weekend because I have had horrific cabin fever and as you know morning sickness and all the rest of it and this weekend I got to hang out with my friends and I got to go out of the house and I got to do things we went to Edinburgh we went to see a comedian albeit one that was not to my taste but with just the experience of going out to a gig and then going to the rugby and having dinner with pals it's curative and I'd forgotten because I've been deprived of it for so long yeah and it's just made me feel a million times better and as if I'm coming out of hibernation. Like you say, that second trimester is around the corner and touch wood, that is when my hair is going to get so voluminous and I'm gonna be, your skin, skin, skin is going to be glowing. I'll be a beacon of radiant health. Um, but I have been feeling the exact opposite of that. So this weekend has been really curative in that respect. Well, I was going to ask you, actually, because really early on in my pregnancy, in fact, before Kerry even knew I was pregnant, I knew um, I went to his gig 
and they're kind of loud events, right? So any kind of get, and there was lots of crowds there, and there were loads of people, and they were all like bumping into me, and all of a sudden I was terrified. This was pre the fetus having any kind of ears, but I was terrified I was going to damage ears that hadn't grown yet. I was also terrified that someone was going to bump me so hard that it would disappear, and I just felt all of a sudden I felt really protective over my body. I don't know whether you felt the same thing going through the crowds at the rugby. Oh, I definitely do now. But Sandy is like bump watched. <laughs> so you have you ever seen like pictures of like Miley Cyrus with her bodyguard? <laughs> and it's always this tiny, tiny woman and this guy who's just launching, <laughs> this huge guy launching people out the way. That is the vibe. Like as soon as there's any danger, he's just like, boof, boof, get away from my, my child. Did you make him wear an all-black suit and an earpiece? <laughs> I would love to do that. <laughs> that that would literally be my dream. But he doesn't have to because he's just he's hovering and he's so big compared to me that um he always sees the potential danger before I do. He's well, that's amazing. You've got yeah. a portable bodyguard. That's yeah. that's exactly what you need at those kind of times. What else? What other symptoms are you facing at the moment? So <clears throat> my boobs are really painful. Still getting the cattle prod electric shock type feeling which sucks the tiredness is getting better which is good and I've had some crazy dreams which mm. <laughs> I've always noted you about earlier in the week yeah which... let's have a listen to that actually because <laughs> this is this is quite spectacular <laughs> and I can't quite remember what was in it because I'd just woken up when I listened to it yeah but I you. do remember at one point I think I had a getaway car <laughs> So last night I dreamt that I was, honestly, no one could have looked after this hamster better. I was caring for it. It had a huge cage. I was feeding it the best things. But off the back of that, I had a nightmare that I'd been given lots of emerald drinks by my auntie. I'd also been given a flat and a dog to look after a collie. I'd lost the, or I'd forgotten the address to the flat. <laughs> I had no keys and I didn't know what the address was. The dog was potentially locked in the flat. I didn't know where it was. And I didn't know about the rings either, which is a dream I used to have. I used to dream that someone would say, where's your baby? I'd remember I had a baby and it turned out that I'd gone on holiday and left it in a drawer. <laughs> so these dreams are back. But now they're manifesting in dogs being left in houses and hamsters. So, yeah, up at half past five. Good practice. Turns out leaving babies in drawers isn't that unusual when it comes to dreams. This has given me such a lull because I used to always dream that I had to put the baby in a drawer and go to work. <laughs> Every day I got to work and, um, and I was like, oh, I've left the baby in the drawer again god damn it I had to come home and like shuffle through the drawers looking for the baby and the baby got smaller and smaller every time I did it and until I was like you know that when you're like looking for like a sock in the drawer and you're like rummaging all the clothes that's uh, that's what would happen to me and not all dreams have an anxiety base to them some of them are actually quite romantic as Kirsty knows very well hi there Storm so I had 
Uh, some very weird recurring dreams in pregnancy uh, involving the host of Taskmaster, Greg Davies. Now, I think this was because when I was pregnant, I was really, really sick. So I lay on the couch a lot and I watched a lot of ta- Taskmaster and uh, Man Down, um, his comedy series, which resulted in me having a lot of Greg Davies romantic dreams um, and they were recurring and they were daily and it was often that you know he was going to sweep me off my feet and marry me and he was going to raise my unborn child and it was just ridiculous <laughs> but carla are weird dreams actually a pregnancy symptom we have lots of women telling us that they have really strange or vivid dreams when they're pregnant i don't really have um a midwifey answer for this one i don't think apart from we know that your hormones in pregnancy can alter your sleep cycle and your sleep pattern. Also, your growing bump makes it really hard to be comfortable, doesn't it? So your pattern's going to be altered because of that and the quality of your sleep. And then also, I think the main reason is probably because your mind is in absolute overdrive when you're pregnant, isn't it? So you're planning things, you're thinking about things all the time about your baby. So that's got to come out in your subconscious at some point, I would imagine. So yeah, vivid dreams in pregnancy do happen but you probably need some sort of sleep or dream expert to tell you more about it. Do you think that's right, Rachel? Is your mind just racing a million miles an hour? So, yeah, I used to have these dreams before I was pregnant, years and years and years ago, which are essentially responsibility dreams. You've gone on holiday. Someone says, oh, where's your baby? You remember you have a baby and you remember that you've left it in a drawer. That's like a classic. Mm-hmm irresponsible dreamer or insecurity about being responsible so this coming back is perfectly expected I'd say this idea that you have something to look after and it's your entire responsibility and anything could go wrong at one given moment Mm. Um, I actually met just reminding myself I met a midwife once when I was traveling and she said that she just started in this hospital in London and she'd been a midwife for three months and it was all going well except she was being troubled by these dreams where the baby was crowning but she couldn't find it she couldn't see it so that someone would be giving birth and she would go down to get the baby and for whatever reason she couldn't see it so it happens to midwives as well as pregnant women and I genuinely believe it's somewhere in our subconscious we know how responsible we have to be and how much rests on us and Mm. that's a huge expectation so I believe that's why the dreams are coming back in the way they are and also I've stopped taking my sertraline I was on a a dose of sertraline for anxiety symptoms and things and I came off those because they were making me feel very sick and it has helped it is the safest antidepressant anti-anxiety they say that can be used in pregnancy but for whatever reason, my baby don't like it. So <laughs> does not want mum to be sane. So I've come off those. And so this is all a mix of hormones and subconscious concerns and also having now to deal with emotions and feelings much more live and in technicolor because I'm off these meds. Is that dangerous? So I went to the doctor and discussed it and essentially they said, if the benefit to mum outwhisks, <laughs> <laughs> if the benefit outweighs the risk, 
uh, then stay on them. But, you know, there, essentially, as with everything, there's so few studies into all of these sorts of drugs. But if it is making you feel better, making you feel good, and it's less likely to, you know, lead you down the postnatal depression route and all this kind of thing, they would encourage you to stay on them. But I sought advice, which is what everyone should do, from a medical professional. And she is working with me coming off those drugs. And also I will get a mental health expert at the midwife that will help with any follow-up things. And we could always go back on them. It just depends. We need to get out of the woods with the sickness first. Here's what midwife Carla had to say about that. First thing I want to say about this is that there are lots and lots of women who suffer from anxiety and or depression either before, during or after pregnancy. So this is something that we are really familiar with. It is so important that if you're taking any anti-anxiety or antidepressant medication, that you speak to your GP before you change or stop taking that medication. There are lots of them that are perfectly safe in pregnancy. There are others that we'd have a look at and then maybe switch to a different medication or look at stopping that with the support of your GP, but that's an individual decision between you and a GP. And it's something that as midwives, we would suggest that you do in the first instance before changing anything yourself. So here's our friendly GP, David Cummings, with his advice to anyone thinking about coming off any form of medication in pregnancy. Generally speaking, most medicines taken during pregnancy will cross the placenta and reach the baby. Some are deemed to be safe and others unsafe. So when a woman finds out she's pregnant, it's perhaps a natural instinct to want to stop any medication she's been taking. But it is important to never stop taking a medication that's been prescribed to keep you healthy without first checking with your doctor. And this is because stopping could be harmful to both you and to the baby. It might be the case that your prescribed medicines are safe to continue or you may be advised to stop or come off them slowly, but I would encourage all pregnant women considering coming off their regular medications to speak to their doctor first. It's really interesting, actually, that you've come off them at a point where potentially your placenta would have grown anyway and the sickness would have disappeared, but you've associated and you think there is a link between coming off these drugs and the sickness going. You think maybe it was the... the the drugs that were making you feel nauseous or making the baby feel nauseous. Yeah, so the only reason that I believe that to be true is because one day I forgot to take them. This was in February when we were in the really dark, not leaving bed times. And and also I felt very down in those times because I was so sick. And then I missed a day and my personality just came back the next day and I was back to being my normal self and I had energy and I was chatting and I wasn't being sick. Then I started taking them again because I realised I forgot to take them, went back into the hole mm. and then skipped a day again. Personality came back. So there were de- direct correlations and that could just be that there is so much going on in my body right now that one my whatever was happening was just like, we don't need an extra thing. <laughs> let's, just, <laughs> let's just get rid of this one. This is the chemical one we don't need. So I had to listen, I had to, listen to my body. I sound like such a, an earth mama wannabe when I say that no I think it's so true but genuinely that that's how I felt and I've felt a million times better since and the doctor said I have no evidence to support that this is the case but I believe and trust you which is obviously wonderful and Dr. Hartney from Hilton Street Medical Center we 
are wonderful. So that has really helped. And that will be, yeah, the dream is will be coming as a result of that and, and all sorts. So, but my energy is so much higher than it was before and it has been. I'm now like super productive. I'm coming up with business ideas. I'm like getting in touch with people I've not spoken to in ages. So things seem to be changing. The tide is changing, which is a really nice feeling. Yeah, I can tell as well, just speaking to you, that you're much more up, you're much more lively, you're much more yourself, actually. But there was another issue last week, another medically issue, and that was anemia. Mm -hmm. Um, You'd got your bloods when you went to see the midwife for your first appointment, and they came back that you were low on iron, so they gave you these big, hefty iron tablets. Has your poop gone black? (laughs) Are you suffering constipation? Are you in fear for your life because of the black poop? Uh, You know, tell me. I should have a poop chart, and along with, you know, pictures of my breasts and uterus, I'll just update you. Please don't send them. Do not send pictures. I do not want pictures of poop. Please. My husband already sends them of my sons, and I don't... And my dogs, I have a camera roll full of poop and I don't need a human. I'm glad you clarified that it was your sons and your dogs because at that point I was like, wow, there's there's a side to you that the good people of the world did not know about. (laughs) If that started happening, there'd be divorce papers. Um, Well, I I won't go into too much detail about my bowel movement. But it does, the iron does give me a sore tummy. So Sandy, bless it, is basically chasing me around the house with the iron tablets because I've not yet cracked the right time of day. Everyone says take it in the morning, but dairy undoes their good work. So I guess now that I'm feeling a bit better, the plan would be to give up my good friend dairy and, which I know is ethically better anyway, and then start taking the iron. I mean, having absolutely no medical background <laughs> at all, um, I'd like to give you some uh, unsolicited and unrequested advice. And that that's only because I've taken really hefty iron tablets in the past and they made me feel sick. I remember spontaneously throwing up on the way to work once, just driving and out of nowhere, just went, and just all over my nice work outfit. No. That was, I was like, oh, do I, do I turn back or do I just wipe it down and pretend it's toothpaste? Like... What do you do in that situation? I, I, I like the idea that it happened like at traffic lights and someone's just <laughs> looking out over the window at you like, is that Storm Huntley off of Jeremy Vine show? <laughs> I give it a beat. You're like, Terrible. So my advice is never have them on an empty stomach. Make sure you've got some stodge in your belly and the constipation. I mean, like prune juice, that works a treat. You got all sorts of medication for that, so that's not really an issue. Um, but just make sure you get them down you, really. Oh, yeah, I will get better at it this week. I do feel that this is a corner that I'm turning just now, so it will be easier to just be more prepared for any symptoms or side effects that it could cause like an upset tummy because the sickness is getting Mm. less i had an impromptu spew on the platform at edinburgh train station the other day as well and the pigeons have clearly seen my type before because (laughs) they clocked me within the first book from miles away and suddenly a flock (laughs) gathered it was like a scene from the birds (laughs) more disturbing 
And I was like, oh, my God, how did they know? Um, so, <laughs> ah, we've seen your type before. Yeah, I know. You have a pale complexion. You yeah, have a slightly wobbly walk. And yeah. your stomach is protruding more than the average. Yeah. Looks peaky and is retching onto the tracks. They were like, okay, guys, lunchtime. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I also had an impromptu spoof this weekend. As we know, pregnancy sickness is hideous at the best of times. But it's just downright embarrassing when it happens in public. And Rachel is not the only one with this experience. Here are your very public spewing stories. Hi Storm, my name is Carly. With my first pregnancy, I used to work on a party boat while I was at university. Early days, the first trimester. And yeah, I used to spend my evenings <laughs> in the galley being sick into a black bag because it was just awful, awful, awful. Hi, Stacey Clark here. The most embarrassing place that I threw up was probably um, in the middle of Burger King. I literally got up and just didn't even make it to the bathroom. I just vomited, projectile vomited everywhere. The staff were just flabbergasted. So I just picked up my burger, my fries, and I just found the nearest nearest exit. It was just so embarrassing. My name is Sarah. I was at a massive discount store, um, and outside they have a few restaurants and things, but the restaurants don't necessarily have toilets. Um, I sat down at 10 weeks pregnant, eating my scrambled egg, because that's all that I could manage, took one bite, and had to run to go and be sick. Like I said, they didn't have toilets and I had to run outside up the road to the public loos and hopefully find that there was nobody in the toilets because it was COVID. So it was only one person allowed in. Luckily there wasn't, but there was somebody coming behind me and I had to shout, sorry, I'm pregnant. (laughs) Hi, Shannon Roby here. And the worst morning sickness I had was last year during my final solicitor exams. I was sitting my advocacy, and as I was presenting to the judge, I had to stop halfway through, throw up into the waste paper bin, and then just casually continue on. Surprisingly, I did actually pass the worst. Well, that's mum power right there. Well done, Shannon, for styling that out, and congratulations for passing. What about you this week? How is the teeth? brushing going. Ah, so it's interesting you asked me just now because I've come upstairs from bathing uh, Otis and we tried this lovely new contraption. Um, I say it's new, it's new to me, it's probably been out for years <laughs> but it's uh, it was this little uh, tiny brush, it's got little silicon bristles so they're really really short and they're really really soft and it's a tiny little head and there's also like a, a, a mouth guard at the top end of it so he can't gag himself with this toothbrush Mm. it'll only go in so far and this delicious sort of apple flavoured toothpaste oh he was all over it so we got a real good toothbrush although I I can't help but feel if it smells like apple pie (laughs) it can't be good to brush your teeth with (laughs) my head just won't won't compute if it's not minty it's not medical (laughs) um, I would be the same you'd be like Hmm. Am I just rubbing applesauce into my child's teeth. new teeth and gums? Just like straight. The one to get from McDonald's, but cooled down. Just like absolute. <laughs> and the interior of McDonald's apple pie. Right on the teethies. I mean, yeah. this is this is not to do with pregnancy or babies at all, but 
How hot are those apple pie <laughs> things you get? They are like molten. They are hotter than the sun. Those things are made to scold. I have had third degree burns on my tongue from those things. They're torturous as well. You get them at that temperature and then you have to wait like what feels like an eternity for it to cool down before you can eat it and the temptation is killing you. When it's that hot, it smells delicious. It's just a disaster. I would say avoid. Anyway, we, we digress. So, yes, yeah, so so I think we're doing well with the teeth brushing. I don't think I'm going to be going to the hospital with cavities anytime soon. I think we're going to be able to clean them quite regularly. I have loads of other things to try as well, so I'll update you with them, like these little cloth things and this little mouth guard thing that you can chew. Um, so I'll let you know which works best because I'm going to try a few of them this week, I reckon. Uh, but, yeah, it's going pretty well. It was a win. That was a mummy win. That wee boy is going to have the tastiest, cleanest teeth in all the land. <laughs> Cha-ching! Every time he smells, you're just going to get that little diamond effect. Cha-ching! <laughs> and what about your cooking? Because I've watched the Instagram stories and I see that you've created these tiny, baby bite-sized delicacies. You know, A, I'm thinking, where does this girl get the time? And how does she manage to do all this? And then B, I'm like... Nigella Lawson, watch your back. Yeah, I am Delia Smith of the winning world. So (laughs) I am really trying to get him to enjoy my cooking from an early age. Um, And from an early age, he is rejecting that quite strongly. So... (laughs) I have uh, both made like little mini fish cakes. I've made these sort of carrot and date coconut balls uh, that are meant to encourage them to chew. I know, like little protein things. They don't have any protein in it, but that's what they look like. Um, Yeah, it's all very magical until he tries it and then spits it out. I got lots of people at work going, oh, you're weaning. What sort of things are you making? A mess, Karen. I'm making a mess. insane i'm making more work for myself that's what i'm doing i'm making more work for myself and i'm making it one of the other mums at the nct were like do you know what you should try you should try broccoli they love it they're like little trees it's really fun so there i go to tesco's or other supermarkets are available and i purchase said broccoli i bring it home i steam it because that's the healthier way to cook it i offer it up to my child um you know in a michelin star manner um my child picks said broccoli up puts it in his mouth, doesn't bite down, takes it out of his mouth, takes his other little chubby fist, grabs the head off the broccoli, grabs all the little bits off it and flies it all over my kitchen. To which I have to smile because he's then laughing. Well, I mean, his toothpaste tastes like apple pie. So he's not going to stand for any broccoli-based meals from now on. He brushes his teeth with apple pie. (laughs) I could have made a rod for my own back here. But yes, so um, the weaning is is going well when it's other people's cooking and it's just a process of um, offering them up new stuff and cleaning up when he rejects it. See it's interesting isn't it because I have yet to ask my mum what I was fed back in 1986 back in the late 80s but were they making up little date bundles and stuff was this a whole I think this is a very modern day thing like making your kiddies like sort of charcuterie boards of homemade (laughs) goodness like I think this is like a modern day issue because I remember as a child eating like ketchup sandwiches and we drank Sunny Delight in the 90s for like (laughs) for like five years and we were told it was healthy (laughs) 
actually, you know all those adverts where we told you this would give you your vitamin C for the year? You all have diabetes. But realistically, that, that is the case. You know, that was seen as, you know, we were sold all these, like, really delicious things, ring pops and stuff, by like, shiny American children. <laughs> and we ate all this crap. I'm sure kids eat crap yeah, nowadays. Exactly. So what have you got to look forward to next week? So next week, I'm going home for some R&R with my mama, which is going to be, again, a very curative experience. And I essentially said to her, I'm going to come home for a week when I was at peak cabin fever, deep, sad. And I'm feeling much better, much happier, but I'm still so excited to get into the countryside and get some fresh air. So we get to see everybody and start celebrating it. But my best friend has just told me that she has COVID. I haven't seen her since I got pregnant and the whole plan was to spend some time with her and her wee boy and now we may have to do a pandemic style out in the garden waving at each other from a distance because obviously my immune system is uh, depleted from, from the pregnancy so avoiding Covid at all costs. But why is her immune system weaker in pregnancy? I never really understood so here's Carla to explain. When we're pregnant, our immune system is weakened slightly and that changes all the way through pregnancy. And that's thanks to our good old friend, the pregnancy hormone progesterone. So that works to ensure that your unborn baby and your placenta continue to grow and develop all the way through pregnancy. However, along with that dampened down immune system, your heart and your lungs are working extra hard to provide all the blood and the nutrients for your unborn baby and your placenta. So if you catch a virus or an infection during pregnancy, the combination of that weakened immune system and your hard work in heart and lungs can mean it's that much harder to fight off what would normally be a simple virus or an infection. So if you have any symptoms of illness when you're pregnant, it's really important that you speak to your midwife or your GP just to get checked over. Well, my mum said today, she's like, so are you doing anything for Mother's Day? And I was like, I'm coming to see you. She said, no, for you. And then Sandy said, oh God, do I have to start celebrating it already? <laughs> well, Kerr didn't, but I would say, Sandy, yes. <laughs> yes, it would be a nice gesture. Just just <laughs> gifts at any any occasion. Any, any yeah. time. Welcome. Because pregnancy is not fun. You don't need to go through it. So the least you could do is pop down the (laughs) shops, get a wee bunch of flowers and just act like you care. I think Sandy at this stage would argue that he has gone through it. To be honest, he he possibly, if it it were humanly possible, he might volunteer to do the next one just so that I was less, (laughs) less challenging. But we are coming into the, coming out into the light now. It is actually, I, I jest, but it is very much a team job because... When you're pregnant, you can't do very much. Well, I certainly I certainly couldn't cook anything or clean, so Kerr did absolutely all of that in the first trimester. Made up for it in the second, um, and then the third, I was just too big to move. So, you know, it swings and roundabouts. But um, anyway, it sounds like you've got a lovely week ahead of you, albeit with your friend having COVID, so enjoy that. Um, and I will survive until Mother's Day, which will I will I, I will thrive. All right, I'll see you next week. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Well, that's it for this week's episode. Join us next week when we'll discuss preparing badly behaved dogs for baby's arrival, body image during pregnancy and gender reveals. Now if you want to get involved in the podcast and be part of the mum squad then just follow me on Instagram at Storm Huntley and send us a voice note. Until next week, bye for now.